seen no sign of him being crazy, deranged. Right? But let a couple of months go by and try that same go out shit. But one day he'll call you, look here, girl. Uh, on my way over, get ready to leave work, get ready to head over there now. And you're like, no, no, baby, don't do that. Then you get my message. Um, I'm going to go out with the girls tonight because we had such a good time last time we saw. And I'm going to go out. You need to stay home and get some rest because last night you just looked so tired. All right, so I got to go by. And then he's like, hold on, hold on a minute. What, what? Why the fuck you got to be going out all the goddamn time? Why the fuck you got to keep running to the club all the motherfucking time? A real lady will keep her ass home sometimes. You look at the phone, uh-uh, click, hang up on them. Go in the closet, put on your fuck em dress. Go to the club, fuck them, girl. Fuck them. Fuck them, girl. Fuck them. Fuck them, girl. Fuck them. Now, while you in the club talking about fuck them in your fuck em dress, you know what I'm saying, you ain't thinking you hung up on a crazy, deranged motherfucker. So who come walking in the club in their pajamas? I told her my fucking ass gonna hang the phone up on me. Not now, partner. I'll talk to you in a minute. I'll kill everybody up in this motherfucker. Gonna hang up on me. Look here, woman. Get your shit. Let's go. And a girlfriend's like, no, he did. No, he did. Now you gotta play this shit off. No, he's not mad. I had told him I'd go call. Look, I get back to y'all. I gotta go back. You running behind him talking about all I had was a cooler. What up, dog? This is your boy Q, host of the Happy Hour Q podcast. We are back. In today's episode, we're talking about you're so crazy, man. We talking about these crazy ass ex, these crazy ass experiences that we didn't been through, how to deal with that crazy ass shit. I don't know, this has been a topic that I've been encountering the past yeah, a couple of weeks. My close friends know what I'm talking about. I got inspired. So I was like, yo, let's make a podcast about this. Anyway, let's get into the conversation. But before that, let's talk about the drink of the week. I think you'll like this one. Let me tell you something, guys. Y'all already know what it is. It's cancer season. It's July, summertime. Summertime Q is here. And quite honestly, I love drinking tequila. I don't know what it is about it in the summer. Maybe because it's hot outside. I don't know. Maybe I get lit. But I love tequila. So today, we got a new tequila that we're talking about. I believe it's new. I don't think I introduced this to you guys yet. If I have, my apologies. We're going to do the shit again because I had some and it's pretty fucking good. We're talking about Volcan Tequila. I know a lot of you guys have not heard of Volcan Tequila, but the people that make it is my other family, Moet Hennessy. Yes, they are the creators of this tequila. Um, it's a smooth tequila. It's kind of like, you know, your Cosmigos, your Terramana. You got different different types of you got the, uh, the Neo, the Reps, Reps, I can't even say the word. Reposado. That, there we go. <laughs> Reposado, Neo, you know, you got your Blanco versions of this tequila. But when I had it, I had the uh, Neo and it wasn't bad at all. Um, it was smooth. Uh, 
I noticed that I enjoyed it better without it being mixed, if that makes sense. Like I didn't, I didn't, I'm not a big fan as I get older. I'm not a big fan of mixing my tequila or any alcohol just because I've learned that your hangovers, if you have one, becomes worse, I guess, because of that sugar. So I like to kind of drink my shit on the rocks, although that might involve me doing a two-step or me just, you know, acting out of character in a good way, though. Um, I love drinking my tequila straight, but this this particular tequila is pretty good. Um, if you want to start off with it, I recommend getting the Blanco. Work your way to get to the Neo if you like it a little stronger. I, I prefer my tequila a little stronger because you got to think about it, guys. You get tequila or you get any other type of liquor you don't want to waste your money and just keep buying buying it because it ain't it ain't getting you drunk or getting you lit or get to where you need to be man you get you some maneo have a couple of shots you're there you don't even gotta really be you know spending a whole lot so drink of the week is volcano tequila part of the hennessy family one more information look it up google it i'm not an encyclopedia <laughs> anyway let's get into this conversation you're so crazy and we're back happy hour q podcast live in q studio summertime q is here you already know the vibes we just got done talking about the drink of the week now we're talking about this episode you so crazy we all didn't had relationships. We all didn't dated people. We all didn't have friends that dated psychotic motherfuckers out there that's not in their right mind. And for this episode, only for this episode, I like to use the word crazy. In the mental health community, we, you know, we don't like to use the word crazy unless you're really diagnosed with some type of insanity or some type of condition. We don't want to use that word. It's kind of like a derogatory word. But for this episode, so you guys can get the picture, we'll say crazy. Now dealing with a crazy ex-boyfriend ex-girlfriend uh, ex-husband ex-wife can be very very stressful um, over excessive love i like to call it is not good especially when you don't want that shit. but when you first dated this person or been with this person those flags didn't come out those red flags they they weren't waving in your face say yo stop or maybe they were and you just didn't recognize it at the time because you were so infatuated with the person's looks or what they brought to the table or the you know the, the false you know fantasy in your head of what you think could potentially happen we all been there fellas you know you meet a girl at the gym dating her take her out on a date everything's smooth we go on a couple more dates and you start seeing signs one thing i think us fellas that you know we don't really like and we kind of feel like that's a little bit crazy is when you're like on a first date and maybe your phone rings or you you know have a text message and they get an attitude or they you know trying to check you about who's texting you or calling you that is a red flag bro fucking red flag um i remember a long time ago long long time ago long time i went on a date with a girl this was like mm, date three date four so we was getting to know each other. This was back in the day when I was younger, too. We get to know each other. And, you know, at the time, I had a lot going on as far as, like, just responsibilities and 
you know, people contacting me, needing my help. So I just, you know, looked at my phone. Um, it might have been my cousin because she had, you know, my cousin, she's a female, of course, and she had a female name and I has her name on there. Instead of asking me who was texting me or anything, was like trying to check me about answering a female's text or something like that. Mind you, this is not my girlfriend. This is not somebody that I'm with. I paid, you know, the phone bill in this bitch and, <laughs> you know, getting that, getting that like sense of like you not secure with yourself enough to date me was a red flag, you know, especially if I don't know you, I'm not in a relationship with you. There is a certain respect level, but, you know, you can't check somebody that you're not even with and you still getting to know them. You don't even know fucking middle name. How you checking me? Fucking crazy, deranged, you know? Or, like, when a girl wants you to meet their kids really, really fast. Like, I find, like, that's a huge red flag and something off about that. It's like they trying to rush you into being stepdaddy. And I'm like, yo, like, let me at least take you to Starbucks first before I meet your kids. You know, like, let me get to know you a little bit before I'm interacting with your children. You know, I don't I don't see why would you want a stranger around your kids. But people are just like, fuck it like that. I don't understand. I feel like there's a little bit of craziness in that sense. Um, ladies, I know all of y'all didn't deal with a crazy dude. Trust me. I got so many female friends that told me some crazy ass stories. Uh, it makes me kind of ashamed for us fellas. So I know all of us don't do that, but damn. Um, you're dealing with a guy that's um, not only crazy, but a narcissist. That's a horrible combination. Um, dealing with someone that's never wrong. Dealing with someone that's very confident to the point where they're overconfident and they think they can talk to you any type of way checking they can you know fellas we some of us have been guilty of trying to check you know a girl if she's i don't know not at home or she's not answering her phone we doing some bullshit like i mean it was just a lot a, a lot of stories that i've heard about some of the behavior that goes on and it's just fucking terrible uh, for example, ladies, you, you meet a guy, you enjoy his company, everything's cool, but then all of a sudden, like, you start getting them texts, like, where you at? And then you just get the double text, like, oh, you're not going to answer me? Then you get the, the phone calls. Then you get the private phone calls. That's craziness. Like, damn, sometimes people like to go to sleep early. Sometimes people have family emergencies, issues, things that goes on in life that pre prevents them to be around their phone 24-7. Now, when you see me, people always like, you always have your phone, but like I'm literally working on not having my phone in my hands and having it on a charger and just enjoying life. Remember when we had cell phones and shit? It was kind of kind of better to be exact because we not always, always glued our phone and then we had fun moments. We didn't always have to take a video of it. It was just, you know, Stick in our mind. That's a whole nother subject for a whole nother episode. We'll talk about that in the 2000s episode that's going to come out soon. But, uh, yeah, you know, you get these 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 dudes that's just, like, super crazy where, like, they're possessive. Once they feel like you theirs, oh, you theirs. And then being in a relationship with them just doesn't make anything better. So, you know, how can you tell? Like, say you had a, it was in a relationship, you guys break up. How can you tell if your ex is crazy? Like, number one, and I think this is the number one for everybody, is when your ex doesn't want you to have anyone, anyone. 
Like she don't, she or he don't want you, but you can't have no one else. You like you can't have nobody. Like you can't, you can't go on no dates. You can't talk on the phone. You can't do shit. That to me, the signs of a psycho, because they rather you be fucking miserable than be happy. And they're possessive. They don't want nobody else to have you. They like to still feel like you theirs. Now here's the number two. If he or she shows up at your door in a strange hour. Now that to me is like stalker. Like you're a fucking stalker. Like my nigga Joe off you. Um, <laughs> like I don't know if you guys seen you uh, on Netflix. It's a pretty good show. But Joe is like like he's a, a a hopeless romantic. And once he falls in love with you, he's going to follow you. He's going to come to your house. He's going to see what you're doing. He's going to find a way to break into your social media. It's a good show, though. I know it sounds crazy, but you got to watch it. If you haven't, check it out on Netflix. I think season four is coming out this year. Um, when he or she stalks, number three, he or she stalks your social media. I am not a fan of that. I don't stalk social media. If I'm with you, I should be able to go on your page. If you with me, you should be able to go on my page. I'm not I'm not on no uh like trying to play supervisor on your social media. I think there's a certain like thin line where you should know how to conduct yourself on social media, especially if you're in a relationship. You can't be out here like wilding like crazy, saying whatever you want. I think there's certain guidelines to that. But when your ex is still stalking your social media, trying to see what you're doing, that's a little bit psychotic because that's all they think about. They want to see if you're going to tweet or you're going to post or you're going to make a TikTok. They, they want to see. They want to look at the background. They want to see what the fuck you're doing because of what? Number one, they don't want anyone to have you. So they figure if they see something out of line on social media, they can connect the dots. <sighs> And then there's number four. He or she finds a way to know information about you even after you block him or her. That is crazy. Like, I've had an ex tell me, like, yeah, I know this and this and that. How the fuck you know that? You're blocked from everything. I don't talk to you anymore. How do you even know that? Man, fucking FBI. Fucking FBI. They have some ways that, quite honestly, I still to this day don't know how that even happen but it happens ladies i know you've been there before uh <laughs> dealing with an ex and they know everything about you that you post on social media the time where you was at friday night if you posted that you was at club annex downtown detroit and you got them blocked got, got the friends blocked the family blocked they find some type of way to find your account yeah number five is when he or she hacks into your social media account when they actually hack into it that i've seen people do that on facebook like they fucking um will post something saying like this person is already taken blah 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 and it doesn't be the actual person to be the ex um now the sixth one that i had kind of studied was like um i think it was like sending letters or something now Here's my thing about the letters thing. I think the letter is the start, could be the start. But if the letter is just saying, look, I'm just trying to let you know this is what it is. 
I'm straight. I ain't gonna bother you no more. Getting closure is what it like love letters or something, I, you know, or just like a letter of closure. That's fine. But when you send in like multiple letters, when you send in a whole bunch of shit, it, it just get ridiculous and you feel harassed. Um, you know, I'm not really a big fan of like dwelling on shit. But if that's just for that person to get their closure out, I think everybody has a opportunity to get that. And, and you know, I, I'm just saying that just to give the person the benefit of the ex-boyfriend or ex-girlfriend the benefit of doubt. Some people need that for their mental health. Some people need to write it out and like, look, I ain't trying to bother you no more. This is how I felt. I apologize. Y'all, I'm going to leave you be. You moved on. Hey, it is what it is. I'm speaking because I probably I think I've done that when I was younger. Like, look, I'm not even trying to bother you. I ain't trying to, I ain't really trying to, like, go there with you. I ain't pleading for you back or nothing like that. I'm just saying, here it is. I'm done with it. I'm good. But as you get older, you do learn that sometimes closure is about silence. That's all the closure you might need. And some things, sometimes everything doesn't have a closure, you know. Um, Another thing, too, is, like, when you're, you know, boyfriend, ex-boyfriend, ex-girlfriend, ex-husband, wife, whatever the case may be, fling, when they show up at places that you know that you be at, man, that shit is so fucking weird to me. I, I just, what the fuck? Like, what, if you know this is the bar I go to, or you know that is a great chance that you will see me there, I don't understand why you would bring your ass there and then stare at me. I, I mean, I guess I do understand because it's fucking psychotic. But it's a lot of guys that do that. You know your girl, your ex-girl, she be at at um this particular restaurant or she might go out with her, you know, her lady friends at there and then all of a sudden, you know, you popping up. That's not a good look. Because now you know the friends, she didn't told the friends that you're crazy. And that's not cool. You know, that's not cool at all. Um I just would avoid that or you gotta like, you know. <laughs> Jeez. um <laughs> find a new place that's what i can say find a fucking new place i'm sorry sometimes you just gotta do that um when he or she like try to sabotage your love life you know they message your your new thing and be trying to tell them shit hey you know the you know the line ladies hey i just want to come to you as a woman <laughs> uh what or fellas you you get the uh message from the dude like yo i ain't even trying to be on no beef shit you get you get those messages that's that's crazy you be like yo what like man get the fuck on but that's part of the sabotage they figure if i can alien alienate this person enough to where they like hey i can't deal with you your ex too no no they they too much for me that's some psychotic shit that they just like yo i'm 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 ruining everything. Fuck it. You know, especially ruining things like trying to publicly humiliate you, you know, leaking. I see I ain't with that. Leaking news, leaking screenshots, text messages of the past, you know, being messy. That shit is see that see, I've just been times where people have gotten killed over stuff like that. Cause one person decided they want to act like a psycho. Um you know, and then I don't like the fact like when people use their own mental health, uh, not nah, I won't even say mental health, but just like threaten to hurt themselves if they're not 
with you. Have you guys ever experienced that? All my listeners, yo, if you don't do this, I'm I'm going to do this. I've had maybe three, two girls in my life say that to me, that they wanted to kill themselves because I ain't want to talk to them or I ain't want to bother with them. And I was super young at the time, and maybe that was the case, but I I, I was I felt fucked up after that because I'm like, well, what did this motherfucker really do? Kill herself? What if she does like end it? I'm gonna feel so guilty. But a lot of times, man, that's a very sick psychotic game people play. You can't just threaten to kill yourself and expect you to like, okay, I'll get back with you. Why would you want that person? They just only doing it so you won't off yourself. I I, I wouldn't want that. That doesn't make sense. What's you know what's a psychotic too is when that person he or she has a whole nother relationship. They they in a whole nother relationship, but they still don't want you to be happy. To me, that is very psychotic. Very, very weird to me because it's like you in a whole relationship. You got a whole boyfriend, you got a whole girlfriend, whatever the case may be, and you still trying to like make sure I'm not happy or I'm not with nobody. That's so weird. Um, I think another psychotic crazy shit. I used to like this shit when I was younger. I do not like that shit now, of course. It's been a while. You know, I haven't been dealing with none of no shit like that. But when a girl used to admit that they crazy, like, yeah, I'm crazy. Now, I let me let me rewind it too. Make sure y'all listen to this part. I feel like every woman is crazy in some aspect. They get pushed to it. But if you want to call it a psycho, I think <laughs> being a psycho is different. Now, women will do some crazy shit if you really push them to the edge. If you on some bullshit, yeah, they'll fuck your car up. Yeah, they'll pull up on you. If you on some cheating shit, you know, I understand that. I understand that you keep poking a the bear, they're going to they gonna bite your ass. They, oh, you want to see the craziness? Yeah, I I totally get that part. But when they do some of the things that I've named on this podcast and they still they laughing like, yeah, this is cool. Yeah, they psychotic. Red flag, red flag. Leave that shit alone. Um, What's another one? So there was another one that I had read, too, that I kind of study and I thought about my own um, past is like. When she physically stop you from leaving her. When she just, like, y'all get in an argument, y'all done. Either y'all in public or she find you or something like that. And she, like, stops in front of you and you kind of trying to move out the way. I've been through that before. Early uh, 2000s, late 2000s, whatever the case may be. 2010, I don't know what you call that. But over 10, 12 years ago, dealing with that. Where they like, no, you're not leaving until you be back with me. What kind of shit is that? You got me hostage, bro? Like, you really got me fucking hostage. Like, I I have to be with you in order to go home? That's so crazy to me. But, you know, one thing I've learned dealing with crazy, deranged people is that you have to be accountable, too. You have to show some accountability for yourself and realize at one point you thought this person could be a potential mate. And sometimes we allow so much crazy shit that that people get comfortable with that. So when you're dating to all my listeners out there, when you're dating, 
put your boundaries out there. Show what you're going to accept and what you're not going to accept. You don't want to deal with this shit when it's a bad breakup. You know, we all been through that. We all had bad breakups. We've been depressed. We didn't listen to Neo So Sick and, you know what I'm saying, Usher's Confessions album. We all, you know, we all been there. And we has, you know, let me put Mary J. Blige in there as well. We all been there. And uh, one thing about it is that it's it's okay to be depressed over a break. It's okay to take a break of heart. That means that you really love that person. We're human, fucking human. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that you get permission to act like a fucking nut, a psycho. When you riding past people's cribs, when you, you know, like, sabotaging that person's love life like i just i don't understand that i really don't but maybe because i'm not crazy i think also too when you're younger and i hope this is with everybody that's in their 30s who listen to this show we should have all grown from what our 20s were i always always say um when I use examples of things, I say, yeah, in my 20s, it might have been different. In my 30s, I'm I'm not even thinking like that. My mindset is mature. I'm not chasing nobody. I'm not begging anybody to be with me. I think that's insane, you know. And we shouldn't have to do that. But you do encounter people that are like that. Um, back to the... Uh, one of the things I wanted to read to you guys, I researched this and then uh, also I kind of put my two cents in. Uh, this is when it says your ex-girlfriend or boyfriend tells fake big news to get you interested in her again. And I laughed at this because I've heard this before. Uh, I'll read this to you real quick. We would not want to meet someone who broke our heart, but we would want to meet them when they something really big and monumental happens to them, especially if that big news is related to us. Your crazy ex-girlfriend or boyfriend knows this, and she will use it to his or her advantage, especially when you're a gullible and on the kind side. She will accidentally or he will tell you that she's pregnant, that she almost died, or she wants to kill herself if you don't pick her up or she up or, or her or him. Your psycho ex will even be so dramatic about it. When the time comes for you to meet him or her, it turns out that him or her is fine. And they just want to talk about continuing the dead relationship between you. That is so true. That is so true. You would get those situations where they like, yo, look, hey, hey, I'm um I've had a I don't want to say girlfriend, but I had an ex person say, um, lie and say they were dying. And I take that seriously because people don't a lot of people don't know, like with me, I was it's been a few times I've been on a close edge of death. Um, I know I can name three times where I could have died. Uh, one from an asthma attack when I was three. I think two almost got hit by a car on Michigan Avenue. And it was a third time in my first apartment. It was like a gas leak and I had bleach out. And I almost like blew my fucking self up pretty much. And I, I literally like, by the grace of God, it didn't happen. And when I hear people say that, I'm always like, yo, life is too short. You know what I'm saying? Life is short. I don't want to beef with nobody. And that's my that's my thing. Like, I don't want to beef. I don't want to beef with anybody, especially if they black. Like, I don't want to beef with my brother or sister, but I don't mean I got to mess with you. Just don't. But, uh, yeah, I had an ex-girlfriend tell me that. 
And when I kind of found out that it was a lie, it just made me have a disdain for that person. Like you would go that low for me to have a conversation with you. And I think that's just very childish, but sometimes people are desperate. Sometimes people will do anything to get people's attention. And I just feel like that's not fucking fair. It's not fair at all. So, you know, life is scary, man, especially when you're dating or when you with someone I don't have. Let me say this too. I don't have no issue with no exes. I don't have no cycleness. Like shout out. And then, you know, people might look at me crazy. Shout out to some of my exes. Like, they they cool. We, see, you know, see each other or talk to each other. It's so cool. And I like that because there's no beef. Like, it's just like, yeah, hey, shit was in the past. Okay, we cool. Not mean we talk every day. You know what I mean? We're like buddy-buddy, but we just cool. Like, it's just no, it's no problem. <laughs> they Most of them are married. Most of them are pregnant. One of them I don't really fuck with. I fuck them. But, you know, they still, like, pregnant and, you know, they married. And it just is what it is. And in life, we move on. They got kids. I got kids. Like, what are we holding on? Like, if I see you, it's not, hey, I ain't going to be disrespectful. I'm in front of my my current. I ain't going to do no shit like that. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, In conclusion to this podcast, I feel like I'll be, like, just talking to y'all. I'm like in person, just talking to y'all, having some tequila. Get that Volcan. Yes, get that Volcan tequila. But anyway, uh, this podcast was just, <clears throat> excuse me, this podcast was just designed for you guys to just understand that there's a lot of psychotic, crazy people in this world. And just be careful who you choose to even go on a date with, whether you're a male or a female, because people don't always have the best intentions. People don't always want to see you in a positive matter because they have their own insecurities. They have their own narcissistic ways and they need someone to kind of feed into that because the last person didn't. So, you know, my advice to everybody that's listening to this podcast or whoever's going through a situation with, you know, psychotic behavior, and man, just getting to a point where it's just unbearable, go get your restraining order, go file a police report, go keep, make sure you tell family members, make sure you tell friends, even co-workers, things to that nature, because you never know where that can end up at. You know, um, just, you know, we all been there where we took breakups hard, but that doesn't mean we get to act a fool towards the other person. It's, pro- it's called respect and boundaries and space, and you're supposed to be able to give that person that. You're not giving a person space if you just continually to contact them or you continually to follow them around. You continue to send hateful messages because you hurt. Like, all oh, that shit, man. Your karma is not going to come back to you nice. And I'm a firm believer of fucking karma. Y'all already know, like I've said karma so many times on these episodes that you know that I try to treat people how I want to be treated. And at the end of the day, I don't want to be treated like that. I, I'm I, I'm very irritable. I'm a very private person. So I wouldn't want nobody following me around. Now, if I'm on some, if I'm, we together, I'm on some bullshit. You, you know, I got, you know, females coming in and out and you, you know, like, yo, I'm about to I'm about to catch him up. I understand the craziness. I understand it completely. But if I ain't really on no shit like that, I'm chilling. I'm out here trying to make a living, you know. Just leave me be. <laughs> just leave me be. I ain't got the energy. I'm calling you call me a snitcher you want. I'm calling the cops. I'm I'm calling the popos. I'm calling the police. I don't got time for this shit. I had I actually called up <laughs> some of my close friends on I actually called the police on one of my exes. 
I was on some bullshit, I think, but this was 10, 12 years ago, so whatever. Anyway, thank you, all of you guys, for listening to the podcast today. You so crazy. Happy Hour Q podcast. Uh, again, I appreciate all the listeners that have been tuning in. I've, I've actually had a kind of a rise of episodes of people listening to past episodes. So shout out to people that's going through the archives and watch, you know, listen to season one and two, uh, plan on putting out more content and, you know, give me all what y'all want. So appreciate you guys. Hope you guys have a good holiday. You know, stay safe, pray, have faith. I know a lot of people going through shit right now with this inflation shit, gas is high as hell. It's going to get better. We're just going to have to grind even more. But on that note, thank you for listening to the Happy Hour Q podcast, and I'll catch y'all next episode.